Welcome to Craft Advice, a podcast to help investors tackle the more complex area of their personal and business finances. Join Jack and Sean as we discuss everything from investing to retirement and everything in between. Click record, we're going to start this. No, it's exactly what it is. Like either we can charge you 20% interest or... We charge you 20% more on this product. (laughs) It's fucking stupid. It cracks me up, man. Same thing. All right. Well, welcome everybody to the Friday flight. Hopefully your week was good. Sean and Jack here. We're going to talk through today. A little action with Visa. It's like Amazon. Give them the chops as well as Europe's trying to gun them down. But we always got to start, Sean, with what you drinking, pal. So I found this at Total Total Wine. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's called testing. Okay. I like by, the start of that sentence. I don't really know what this thing is, but I'm going to drink it. So it, it, it's <laughs> it's from Green Bench. It's called okay. testing batch number 2246. It's I like, like a hoppy double IPA. Anybody that puts a batch number on something, it instantly makes me feel that it's more exclusive and you want to buy it. That's such a good marketing gimmick. Dude, I checked out. Batch number 246 out of 10 million. It came in, it was four beers. I check out and she goes, oh, it'll be 22.50. I go, I think you rang that up wrong. (laughs) You charged me twice. Nope, nope. (laughs) They're testing the price point is what they're doing. That 22.46 is probably the price on it, not the Mm -hmm. batch number. So. Batch number 10. No, that's a... That's, it's that's good stuff. I like it, though. It's a, it's a heavier IPA. I like it. Where's it from again? Green Bench, downtown St. Pete. Downtown St. Pete. I like it. I love mm-hmm. St. Pete beer. You guys have a really... I said this last uh, podcast or a couple episodes ago. I can't remember now, but you guys have a very built out... Uh, I would say it's probably the best in the state of Florida, at least, as far as like... We know. Breweries. Um, oh, fuck off. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. Uh, but no, I mean, you guys have a lot of really, really good options. I'll, I'll we got good that. stuff. For sure. You got what really you good got? stuff. All right. Uh, so this local brewery, um, it's a, it's a, it's a beach. Uh, Southern Swells is their name. And uh, last week I went with Karate in the Garage. This week I'm going a little bit more aristocratic. Imperial Karate in the Garage. Imperial. Look at you. Files are in the computer. A little double IPA. Oh, yeah. And it's delicious. Good stuff. Good brewery. Good brewery. Anyways, let's get right into it. Let's get everyone back to their Friday. So focus, focus. Everybody, welcome back. News for the week. It's all going to come down to Visa. This was was like cheat code investing since like 2009. You basically just bought Visa and MasterCard and they just went up every year 20%. Yep. I don't know if people spend a bunch of money they don't have. That's exactly right. People just take the card, they swipe it, and then they deal with it later. But swipe me down. We got a lot of big news going on. I'm going to start first, Sean, with the Amazon news. You can get into the other stuff. But okay. So Amazon announced, I believe it was yesterday, they're going to cut their ties with Visa for their credit card in the UK. Mm -hmm. There's a little foreshadowing that may roll into the US, but Amazon, well, where's the quote from Visa, which is fantastic. Amazon basically said Visa's charging way too much in Europe for their fees. So they reduced it. And Visa's response was, we're very disappointed that Amazon is threatened. I love how they're like, we're very disappointed. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
I mean, at the end, of the, the market dynamics in Europe are so much different than they are in the States. I, I don't know if that's going to happen here. Um, it seems like it's just a lot more competitive. So Visa doesn't get away with as much here uh, as they do, or at least, again, it doesn't seem like they get away with as much as they do here or as they do over there. Because um, in Europe, there's far less competition. So they are able to gouge a little bit, charge a little bit more. Um, and at the end of the day, the market is the market, right? So Visa determines that, or uh, I guess Amazon has determined that your uh, stuff is too expensive. They're going to sever ties and move on. They've got a lot of purchasing power. They're a big uh, player in the market. And Visa was two separate companies like three years ago. It was Visa Europe covered oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. of Europe. And they tucked that acquisition in. And then now I'm guessing for the fact that they merged it all into one giant conglomerate, it's looked at as unfair. So Amazon's the first one to kick the tires. There's been some stress in both Visa and MasterCard stocks the last couple of months, mostly, I think, on the crypto space, on the after or the pay, buy now, pay later stuff. So think Affirm, Klarna, some of those companies. So mm-hmm. doesn't look too good. I mean, granted, these things might get so cheap, it makes no sense not to buy them. Yeah. But they're really in the crosshairs of everyone. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's always a value, uh, no matter what the company is. And Visa is definitely taking it on the chin, but it's something where, um, I don't know, I, I think they will adapt. I mean, they're a well-run company. They, they're they nimble, they're flexible. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would absolutely say they will adapt to this and they'll be fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this long-term, I think this is nothing. Well, what's Europe doing? So Europe is uh, weird. They're coming out with more government initiatives. <laughs> uh, so the European Union uh, in all of its splendor has decided to uh, also toss off the shackles of uh, MasterCard and Visa. And they're going to create what they call a pan-European payment network. Uh, so the European Payment Initiative, or the EPI is what they're calling it, uh, is essentially going to be a network backed by 22 banks to create some sort of economies of scale uh, so they can pr- you know, process payments uh, at a, an equivalent level and scale as what you're able to accomplish through Visa and MasterCard. That's the big thing is they want to create some type of what seems to be a, a government subsidized competitor to the private market, um, which as you know, we all know it's foolhardy and well, unlikely to, it, it's unlike, I mean, I think it's unlikely to deliver a better product. Um, maybe it's less expensive because it's subsidized, but we'll see. I don't know. That's, that's to be determined, but that's, that's what's going on in Europe right now. Um, so it looks like it's going to be, and I'm just pulling up some of, some of the bigger players, obviously Deutsch, uh, Unicredit, Societe Generale, Sabadell, um, ING, I mean, basically all the major banks, France, Germany, Spain, et cetera, uh, and then country backing. They're just sick of it. They want out. They want out. I wonder, so there's one or two ways I think this is going to go. Either A, this is where the crypto space comes in, the central bank digital currency kind mm-hmm. of solves this. Yep. If it's not that, I think it's the buy now, pay later stuff. There's a couple of big companies that just do digital only payments that are trying to compete with Visa and MasterCard and taking out all the layers of this banking. But yep. I think at the end of the day, who knows? We'll see where this goes. But I think 
the scarier part is not what the EU is doing. I think it's what Amazon's doing. Because if more companies start not accepting Visa and it's not, what do they say in the Olympic commercials? Like it's everywhere you want to be or whatever. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, I, would, I, would, I would agree with that. I would say it's more for Visa's share price, right? For the, for the stock, for the company. I would say it's much more concerning with what Amazon's doing. Um, than what the EU is doing because the EU doesn't necessarily control uh, who's doing what. But what I would say is that uh, at the end of the day, government-backed ventures are not generally the most competitive long-term uh, products. The, 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 end, the end product isn't generally as uh, good uh, as you know, what the what's created in the private market. So we'll see. I don't know. I think this is also a byproduct of just decades of a society that's overtaxed, that lacks innovation. And when they lack innovation, they're, they're going to get kind of uh, taken for, you know, taken over by very uh, competitive capitalist oriented companies like a visa that can come in there. There's no other competitors. So they can come in there and they can price gouge and there's no European competitor because the, a lot of the innovation in Europe has been squeezed out because of higher taxes and overregulation. Um, but I think what you hinted at a moment ago with, uh, you know, with, with crypto, I think there's, that's going to be the solution. I mean, at the end of the day, I think, because there, there's a very, very, um, there's a very large crypto community in Europe. I mean, that's, that's where a lot of the the really intelligent, a lot of the cool stuff in the crypto space. Isn't is that where it started at a club in Ibiza, basically? No. <laughs> everything can be they everything can, can be right. traced yeah, back. In California. Some Steve Aoki concert in Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a mushroom trip, and then Ethereum and Bitcoin were created. But there, yeah, I mean, there has been a lot of innovation on the crypto side out of Europe. So I would say that is something that I would look to. Um, I don't think this European venture is, this government venture is going to be the solution. I think it'll absolutely be something uh, crypto oriented. Um, there's no reason why it shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. Especially once you, especially once you get, you know, ETH 2.0, um, you get a lot of these other layer two, uh, you know, platforms launching, I think those are absolutely going to be the, the way to go. So I do think you will probably see Visa and MasterCard pivot to try to stay ahead of this. So keep that in mind for everybody. Yep. But yep. They're big and nimble. Watch, watch your Visa and MasterCard stock, everybody. So that's this week's update. Again, Sean, any final thoughts on Visa or payments in Europe that really excite you? Uh, nothing in Europe excites me. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I would, I, no, I would say just keep an eye on these. I think there's more room for it to fall. I think it's going to go down more from here. Um, but again, every, every, every stock has a price where it becomes a, a good value pickup. And I think they're pretty close to that bottom. And then, um, it's, it's a well-run company. So I would definitely not shy away from it. Something that I'd be looking to add, uh, in the coming weeks and possibly months. Good. All right, everybody, that wraps it up this week's, week's Friday flight. We'll see you next week with an update on Sean's favorite topic, how to mine cryptocurrency with mm. <laughs> a, a used beer can, a pencil. It's a scotch tape. You yeah, and you MacGyver your own. MacGyver your way. Crypto so cheers, everybody. Uh, again, obviously, like, subscribe. Uh, 
sends your comments to us at craft-advice.com. Click, follow. Cheers, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Adios. Jack and Sean work for Senge Advisory Group, a registered investment advisory firm. All discussions between Jack and Sean or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Senge Advisory Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Senge Advisory Group may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.